Welcome to All Road 65 Max Radio, where the road ahead gets brighter as we journey toward truth, traveling through our dreams and inspiration into a new reality. It's time, and your ticket is waiting. All aboard All Roads Lead 65 Max with Pamela Henderson. Greetings, everyone. Thank you for joining me on BBS Radio, All Road 65. I am your host, Pamela L. Henderson. I am an award-winning author of the new book, A Journey of a Sapphire. It is a self-help book that I hope to inspire others on their journey towards success and how to recognize behavioral problems and never give up on your dreams. My focus is my mission statement to help create a quality of life through social growth, inspiring jewels to become leaders by establishing partnerships with corporations, donor sponsors, volunteers, and the community and abroad. I want to welcome my special guest, Mr. Stephen Mache. Born and raised in New York City, Stephen Mache is one of the world's most successful entertainment models and owner of SSK Records, SSK Productions, and the School of Sacred Knowledge. He is the author of 10 books and has lectured at over 80 universities, colleges, and schools, including Oxford and Cambridge. He has also appeared at musical festivals, and book fairs in more than 100 countries. At last, thank you for this interview chance, Mr. Mache, and welcome to the show. I'm honored and pleased to be your guest. <laughs> welcome, to, welcome to this fantastic show. <laughs> thank you so much. So we were just chit-chatting, and how is the weather there in London? You say it's a little cold? No, they think it's hot. I mean, oh, it's cool. almost 70 degrees. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think the cold is stay in Miami 70. But even though that's not true, it's close enough. <laughs> that's right. That's right. But you are originally from New York City? I started in New York City, and I basically traveled the roads searching for the shortcuts to enlightenment and to ascension. And I discovered there is no shortcut, but I had stops in Nashville, Tennessee, Los Angeles, California, and the surrounding areas. I stopped in Houston for a while. I've lived a lot of my life here in London. I've been in Paris. I've been in India. I've been in Brazil. I've been everywhere, just searching, looking for that echo of truth and justice and finding the ways to get there. And I discovered there is no ticket to paradise. You've got to make that path. Isn't that the truth? I'm with you yes. on that statement all the way. Yes, sir, that I am. So tell me, what do you wish, or let me get right to the point. Tell me a little bit about your entertainment company, SSK Records. SSK Records is what I've created with my wife, Debbie. 
And what I did was, before this, before Debbie, Debbie and I got read together, we, we got, first time I met Debbie, we were aware of each other in 1964. And like two gliding lights passing each other in the sunset of their moments, other than saying, hey, we never spoke to each other. We graduated high school in 1970, and I never heard from her again until that, not that I even know I didn't hear from her, because whatever, nor did she hear from me. But for whatever reason, she was looking at Facebook, and she saw something come up on Facebook that said, my son is hovering around us as he has left Earth. And I announced on Facebook that my son had just died in a terrible rock and roll accident. He died watching the new artists that we were breaking, and they became one of the biggest artists in the entertainment industry back in 2015. The band was from Sweden, and they were called Young Lean. And my son and I, what I did for him, and I really wanted him to have the hits that I had when I was with my father, I wanted to give him the coolest and most happening record label. And he looked at me and said, let's do it, Dad. So we created a record label called Hippos in Tanks. It was based <laughs> in Miami, and it's from the book, The Bums. And that's where he got it. And synchronicity being the truth, he was in L.A., I was in London, and he and I are fighting. I go, what are you doing? He says, I'm reading a book. I said, what book are you reading? He goes, why? I said, what book are you reading? And he said to me, I'm reading The Bums by Jack Kilowatt, who I believe was from your area up there in San Francisco. So he said, no, you're not. He goes, why would you say I'm not? I said, because I'm reading that book. And he said to me, no, you're not. I said, yes, I am. And I said to him, what page you on? And he said, why? I said, I'll read you the page. He says, I'm on page 162. I said, where are you? He says, I'm reading about the hippos dying in the tanks. I said, Baron, I'll read you the next line. And I read him the next line. So we decided that his record label would be called Hippos and Tanks. And we opened this record label where we didn't want any artist that a major record label wanted. Because major record labels are like walking into a diner and they're selling you a new version of a hamburger. Well, thank you. You know, a hamburger and cheese on top of it, that's great. But I want to give you a new hamburger. And I want to give you a new concept, new food, how to make new food, new ideas. And my son loved it, and we created this label. But when he died, I was like, I'm not doing this anymore. And what I did was I immediately went into politics, and I did what I thought was my life. I ran for the United States Senate against a guy named Marco Rubio. And yeah. the Democrat told me I can't run as a Democrat because they've always chosen someone. And the person they chosen didn't win the primary yet. So I said to him, and Tammy Duckworth was there when I got into a fight with Charles Schumer. And I said to him, you will not beat Rubio with what you're doing. You need to stand up and become a man because all of you are politically correct to the detriment of our world. I told them all what I really believe. A government is supposed to serve the people. And it should be of the people, by the people, the people who are ready to dedicate their time and energy to help give us all health, welfare, and safety. We don't work for them. They work for us. And then, so anyway, what happened was after I got out of that, I figured I needed to finish what I was doing. <laughs> I finished books. 
And, right. you know, Debbie got hold of me on this day back in April when she saw that Facebook post. And she said to me, by a private message, you know, my son died too. And if you ever need someone to talk to, maybe I can help walk you through that. You know, and I said to her, wow, okay. And I said, let's do that. But we didn't do it for a little while. So she lived in the west side of Florida. I was in the east side in Miami. And what happened was I called one day and I said, okay, let's do it. And I sat there and I told her I was going to run for the U.S. Senate. And she's looking at me like, what? And I said, I don't know. And we sat there. We had a nice lunch. And we were on the coast on the calm Gulf of Mexico. And we became friends. And she helped me on my campaign. My campaign was I am human. I am not my race. I am not my color. I am not my gender. And I really couldn't go much further than that. But we may be living in a body, but we're a consciousness that comes from the same source. That source is the supreme being. You know, and we sit there and we divide ourselves by religion, color, gender. It's like, what are you doing? We're all from the same source. And we came to planet Earth to live a life, to live a life where we could discover the strengths and of love. We came here to discover love. We were made in love by our parents. And what happened was we made a song together, a symphony. And we came out. And we were made in love, and we spend our whole life trying to discover what love is. Hello, people. You're loved. You're here because your parents made you in love. You make kids because you're in love, you know, and we need to live love. And just going back to Debbie, what happened was, and I'm going to end the story as I draw the curtain. So what happened was I got down in Florida to get my cataracts fixed. I was in L.A. writing my books, finishing my books, a series of uh, books of Earth. and all of a sudden, I'm with there. I see this message come up. I was finishing a movie, doing the edit of it. And the message came up. It was from Debbie, not to me. It was just to everybody. And I heard his higher power say to me, stupid, either you call her now or you'll blow it forever. So I called her and she's like, hi. You know, I haven't heard from you in a year. And I'm like, hi. <laughs> you know, what are you doing? And I'm like, talking to her and next thing I know it was Valentine's Day of 2020 next thing I know we went out to 16 and we discovered we have a lot in common she loves music she loves this and that and I like that and this and whatever the respective order was we ended up getting together and we spent COVID together we wrote a book called you know the history of viruses and their effects on mankind you know, then and now, and I gave you the metaphysical truths of A, what a virus is, and B, how a virus lives. Okay, but wait a minute. Wait a minute. Don't, don't, don't go because I got some questions about that. So we're going to stop there. But my next question to you in regards to SSK Records, and these questions is because my husband is. I, we own a small production record label company as well. And it's always good to get some insight and some knowledge that um, others can share with us as well. But what do you wish you'd known when you were starting out in your position in your company? 
Well, I created the company with Debbie. Debbie's my partner. It stands for the School of Sacred Knowledge. So we have this school where I want to share with you the wisdom I've learned from producing music and movies and representing people. I was a, I was a, um, a public defender in Nashville, Tennessee. I believe in people. You know, and I have, even though I may like wearing a suit at the right moment, I will not wear a suit so you all believe I'm part of the establishment. I will dress in the clothing that suits me. I will not wear a suit to suit you. I will not sit there making believe I'm part of the establishment. And because of my father and my entry into planet Earth, I came in and dad was a music lawyer. He became a music lawyer because of a boxer named Sugar Ray Robinson, who my dad represented when a taxi got into an accident because the taxi driver was with dad in World War II. And he sent it to his GI buddy, Marty Michel. And Sugar Ray Robinson, who I love dearly, and he taught me more about taking care of my body than most people ever get the opportunity to learn, introduced my dad to the Platters and the Drifters and Clyde Otis. And the next thing, the Platters are invited to go to England. And dad <laughs> wants to go back to England because he, he sat in England during the setup for World War II. You know, and he went back there. And the next thing, and I'm answering exactly, next thing that happens is, the R&B artist in England it started attracting blue-eyed soul, white guys from northern, northern England and, and Scotland, because the United States would not let the white and blacks room together as they defended the United States of apartheid. And what they did was they, they separated them, but up in northern England, they started playing them music. They shared them rhythm and blues. And the fans that went on there, you know, they, they started copying and mimicking the blues, you know. And my dad attracted clients like Sam Cooke and James Brown. Sam Cooke was one of my favorite people, you know, and I got to spend time with him. And because I don't shut up, as you're now learning, and I ask questions nonstop. Because when I get motivated, I get inspired. They taught me so much. And dad started bringing back the English artists. So I got to meet them because dad would bring them to the house. And dad would just sit me there like, a prop. Go ahead, Steve, and ask him questions. So I, I would just sit and, like, I sat with Donovan. I sat with Ray Davies of the Kinks. I even met Peter Noon of the Hermit Hermits, and I really didn't care about Mrs. Brown having a lovely daughter, and I wanted to know more. But, you know, there's a kind of hush all over the world. These songs, I wanted to know how they wrote those songs, how they created those songs. And I spoke to them all. I mean, I sat with Sly Stone. When he once was arrested in L.A. and he told me, boy, the song Stand is all about you. And I said, what does that mean? He says, you have that energy. You're going to go through it. And don't you ever give up. And I could share. I, I grew up in music. And my whole purpose was I became a lawyer because I was going to protect and defend. And the next thing I know, the first client I had out of L.A. when I passed my bar was we created a play for Elvis Presley in England called Elvis. And then when I'm in England, I protect this man's son who's being called names inside a restaurant called the Chelsea Rendezvous. Mm -hmm. And the next thing, the man's father calls up my father and he says, Marty, I met your son. He says, I want you two to represent us. And the band was called the Electric Light Orchestra. And the next thing I know, I'm writing letters firing the record label called United Artists telling them they don't own the contract. And the next thing I know, I got them out of that contract. 
And the next thing I know, I made the biggest record deal in the world. So now, great. You're a lawyer. You made the biggest record deal in the world. Now what are you going to do? Well, you're going to prove your worth. And I got in the middle of representing people who came to me to fix their contracts. And I ended up becoming their utility ball player. I could play every position there is. Okay. I could be your marketing. I could be your promotion. I love music and I love, I love noise. And that's all it is. And the last thing, and then I'll ask me more, but the last thing is, all you are is noise, your vibrations. You have particles inside a dense body that's locked in in a matrix called planet Earth. You're in a matrix. And the easiest way to communicate with anyone and everyone is through song and then get them to dance. They let go, they start moving, and all of a sudden, there's a smile on their face. There could be a frown on your face, too. But that's where it goes. Wow. That is a lot. I was reading about you and I was on your website and I was um, totally, totally in awe. You are very boisterous also um, when I was reading your quotes and <laughs> about uh, marijuana and um, uh, alcohol. And so tell me why... Why did you create uh, quotes pertaining to that? Why was that so important to make those quotes known to the world? Say that again. Why was it important to create what? Your quotes about marijuana and also alcohol. Because, you know, Mother Earth made marijuana. Man made alcohol. Okay. Alcohol, you know, I'm no tea toddler. And, you know, but alcohol is not healthy for you. Sure. Nothing's really healthy for you. Even pot's not healthy for you. But how could you sit there and make rules and regulations out of what Mother Earth grows? Who are you called a community where you're going to sit there and ban it because you can't control it? You can control the sale of alcohol, even though the states like California and everyone's trying to control it and sell it and license it. Mm -hmm. The biggest market in California is the black market. They're taxing you 25% to buy someone what someone cultivated. It's like all we do is tax people. That's not the way government should work. All you do is pay tax to pay the banks their interest. You don't pay tax to build your streets. You don't pay tax to give people health care. You don't pay tax to do your schools. You don't pay tax so teachers can buy pen have pencils and books in there. It's like, what are we doing? Where did we lose our ability? The arts and sciences of creation are long gone from the schools. They don't teach you how to play an instrument. They don't teach you how to write poetry. They teach you how to bet on the stock market as we teach you vocations. I want to throw up. There's something wrong. And I truly believe that because of the life I've lived, living everywhere, and discovering and exploring the minds of everyone, I can bring back a theme. If people ask you why you're here and what are you here to do, you're here to live love and discover love. You're here to create. There's a word called Earth. Where did that come from? All the other planets have a name of a god or a god or whatever, right? Venus, Mercury, 
Jupiter, Saturn, what is this crap? Pluto, Newton, uh, <laughs> you know, what is this? Why is Earth the one without a God? Because in Earth, you have Mother Earth here. And we're here to live in this body and discover what it is to live and discover love. That's why we're here. You know, that Earth. Is so here, hey, that is so true. That is so true. I do agree. If you get rid of E and H in Earth, you're left with art. If you understand you live because you have a heart and take out heat, you're left with art. So, so you know, when I, was, with art? Mm-hmm. when I was reading about you, you are a man with many skills and a visionary. And let me ask you, what was your biggest reward from everything that you have been involved in? Watching people smile. Watching people smile. Okay. And do you know what a smile means? Uh huh. Go ahead. Smile is your secret code of saying, I love you. You just gave me energy that I share. Oh, now that's sweet. Do you think there's a personality type that's not well suited for this kind of work or position, building a team in the entertainment business? Well, entertainment's a sports too, right? Entertainment is a lot of things. And you need to understand something. You have a subjective viewpoint that you like something, that you want to put together a team to have a community objectively say this is good so you need to have a personality where it's not always going to work you know you need to be in the right time at the right place and you need to have the quality not quantity we live in a country that wants quantity so they could fill them and bill them yeah you're only 36 teeth so after your dentist pulls all your teeth what are they going to do you know you've got to create quality if you have quality you get the seeds that will perpetuate itself forever and ever more. And the seeds are love. This is love. When a plant gives you a fruit, it's sharing with you the love of the sugar that they get as they sit there and they bring in the light and they create the oxygen that you and I breathe. And at the same time, when we breathe in their oxygen, we give them back our love as we exhale you know, through the synthesis of how we manufacture foods and change them in our body, we give them back the carbon dioxide. This is a game. This is a team. And the cover of my book, if you saw it, is all about that. And this book that I wrote that, yeah, I'm selling and plugging that I want your audience to read. is called, we've got to get out of this place. You I was just getting ready to ask you about your book called, uh, we got to get out of this place. I mean, that is really, really, um, that is very catchy. Tell me about it. Well, it's a book. What I do is I dissect life. Great. You and I are alive and now I'm dead. Okay. Am I dead? I tell you, you're not dead. You and I and everyone listening and everyone around me sitting up here in this room, we're like, okay, 
You're not dead. What are you? You're the same energy that fell into that body. You're a consciousness. Your consciousness comes from the supreme being. It doesn't come from man-made gods and their imperial religions and their imperial governments that kill you when you disagree with their imperial religions. Your consciousness came from the supreme being. And the best way to look at it is you're hydrogen without oxygen. You're not water yet. So what you are is you're a thought. And you come from this stream of thought, from the God of everything and everything more, I call the supreme being. So now here you are, the supreme being, and you leave the supreme being, and you leave as a group called the consciousness. And then as you leave as a group called the consciousness, you float around the sky, and while flying around the sky, whatever the sky is, this lovely planet called Earth caught our eyes. So as a consciousness, we enter this matrix, and then what we do is we take a parachute down as we separate as individuals from the collective whole, and we come here to experience life as a special, unique, and extraordinary conscious being living inside a body to discover love. You live to discover love. And that's why you're here. And then what the book does is they go, okay, you're out of your body. Where are you? You're still here. You're still in this matrix. And the Catholic religion calls it purgatory. And then they tell you, if you didn't listen to us, you're going to hell. Hold on. Is Earth not really hell where we kill to live? You know, we eat living organisms. You get these vegetarians that tell you, well, I eat plants, not animals. So, excuse me, plants have probably a higher consciousness than us. They don't kill each other. But I did make an album called, you know, the uh, Plants album. And it's you can see it on my website. It's up for sale. It's on your Spotify. It's on um, The Singing Life of Plants. It's done by Steve Scully. It's available for you. You can see it on my website. We have the School of Sacred Knowledge. And the School of Sacred Knowledge is going to give courses. Some will be free. Others, you know, I've got to pay people, but not much. I want you to come there and just sit down and, Close your eyes and just listen to people. So the course that my friend with the plants is going to teach, he's going to teach a course about interspecies communications. We communicate with each other. Tell a dog owner that that dog doesn't have a consciousness. Good luck. Tell a cat owner that. Tell a pig owner that. You know, it's, and tell yourself a farmer doesn't believe that the fruit and the trees and the corn that it has a life. They grow it. They nurse it. They're the maternal organisms that make it. I truly believe in love. And whatever I can do to convey that, it's a blessing. And I have not had an easy life. But I've had a charm life. Because somehow I've learned how to meditate it out of my system and to get the Light will eat up the room. Darkness will close up the room. Yes, I, I totally agree. So you made a statement, and I was reading on your website. So you said, what happens after we die? No stone is left unturned. Can you explain that truth that you feel about that statement? That no stone is left unturned? Yeah. What do you mean? It means you go everywhere. You go everywhere you hit, 
you tried to hide and not be part of. You go to all your secrets. You look at yourself. You design yourself because there are no real secrets. You know, there's a record of everything we did here. And, you know, you live it and you go back to the stones. You unturn them and forgive yourself. Because if you can forgive yourself and you don't have any guilt, if you could let go of your wants, if you could let go of your needs, you will be as light as a feather. Light as a feather. So true. And what other books have you written that would be totally interesting for someone whom really would like to understand like self-being, you know, uh, a lot of times we go through obstacles and challenges and we tend to um, take that in and be angry for a long time. And you always need something to release and heal. So tell me, with everything that you have been doing, um, what do you enjoy the least about your position Nothing. as an executive? Nothing. You enjoy, enjoy everything? I enjoy every breath I take. I can even handle being yelled at that I'm nuts. <laughs> and, you, and you didn't do what you told us you would do, you know? Right. If you're playing in this role, mm -hmm. you need to be, watch out because you're taking a leadership role where they're going to blame you for everything. Everything. Whoa. Oh, I know that. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. And you need to be able to walk in rain. And remember, that rain is how you all grow. Yeah. Judgment has no name when you're in leadership, correct? Yep. Do you know who Isaac Ryan Brown is? Who? He's an actor. 17-year-old, and he saw on the TV show, um, what shows he on? Raven's Home. Raven's Home. So he's recorded music, and I'm going to help him put it out. You know, and he's the first teenager I've worked with since Bobby Brown in the new edition. And oh, okay. I believe he's a good energy. And I will help him get to where he believes he should be. Because I believe the country needs to see a good soul getting out there and singing and dancing and smiling. Right. And I feel, I feel it's a blessing that I attract talent. That is a blessing. That is a blessing. Yes. Yes. Through my foundation, which is All Roads Lead 65 Max Foundation, I am a leader and a mentor, and I help develop at-risk youth with their customer service skills. I I do believe that if we are given the resources that are needed for girls ages 12 to 24 years old, we can dance amongst the stars, as my colleague Les Brown says. And I feel that is totally important, no matter what profession you pursue, the customer skills that are needed, then the doors will be limited and shut. So I, I also am I passionate. Yeah, I'm also passionate about integrity and confidence. I feel that we should have the right 
to present our passions and talents in a positive way as well. So I am Amen. a, a I strong advocate of that. Absolutely. Can you and by the way, you should tell each and every person that you were dealing with, they mm -hmm. are the stars. Yes. A human body is a five-pointed star. Your head, your two arms, and your two legs. You're a star. Your energy comes from the beyond. And beyond that star is where your energy began. And now you're in living form, a star from the heavens and beyond. And here you are. Take advantage of it. But remember, you need a team to sustain a universe. A universe many pieces and many parts. It's a matrix. And I love the fact that this is what you want. I love the fact that you're sitting and trying to pick my brain. And I'm just here to share it with you loud and clear. Put together <laughs> Go live your dreams. No team, no dream. Absolutely. I do agree. That's what I always state. And, I, and I'm, I'm an advocate of that, too, because you cannot, if there's no team and I, if there's only a team when you're building a team. And I do agree with that. So as the only uh, woman executive in my organization, it's kind of hard because sometimes with me and uh, when you don't have the business skills that are needed, you tend to think differently. But I was skilled corporately, so I do understand what is totally needed. So I'm leading, leading the way. <laughs> one other skill they don't teach corporations. You have I'm sorry? Skill. You have one other skill that corporations don't teach. And I hear it loud and clear in your voice. You have empathy. You have humility. Yes. And you have love. Yes. Yes. Remember, those are your three skills. Thank you. Thank you. Because I do. Huh? I'm I sorry. Said you're truly, I said, truly, you're a blessing. Well, thank you for saying that. I appreciate you saying that. That I do. Because I feel that. I am a woman with a beautiful soul that I will give someone the coat off my back. And sometimes that works against me and a lot of times it doesn't. But to see someone smile, as you stated earlier, is the key to life. And that's yeah. important. Mm-hmm. 100%. That is true. So I know you talked a little bit about sacred knowledge, but tell me about the school and what some of the services that are offered. I am totally intrigued with that. Basically, I'll take you to places that the corporate schools that run our country won't go. I'll teach you about death. I'll teach you where you came from. I'll share with you from all the elders I've ever met with. I've toured the world, as I said to you earlier. I've dissected every religion to go to the common good of all the soul. I share with you the sacred knowledge existence, which becomes the secret knowledge, as others wrap that sacred knowledge with lies, so only they can own and control you in their brains, as they charge you money to breathe and become more. I'm here to, let's go, let's go create together. And if I can make you aware that the questions you're asking about who I am, why am I here, where am I going, what happens when I die? You're not crazy. I hear noises in my head. Hello, we all do. You talk yeah. to yourself. But who are you talking to? You're talking to your higher powers. 
I'll teach you that it's normal. And I'll have people who understand sound healing, who understand why you're attracted to crystals, because you learn that all that glitters is not gold. You know, I have different people that will be invited in to have a course with you, a curriculum, and I'll just sit there and, you know, I'll teach you from my books, The Book of Earth, which is made up of the colonization of Earth and the making of mankind, where I unravel the Bible, because we're all afraid to admit we believe the Bible. Well, you should believe the Bible. It was translated from a book before the Bible, but you're not allowed to know that. You know, and it's all written in that book. I teach you, I share with you taking Jesus off the cross with what happened after our creators left planet Earth. We were created by a different being, and those beings called themselves gods. And the story of the Bible makes those gods one god, and the Bible is a bipolar god. You know, he's good and bad, and it's a he, right? Well, what is this? Where's she? You know, and I just, and then I go into this book. We've got to get out of this place where I teach you an act. It's an 18-act three-book series, but each could be read independent. But Act 14 is, okay, I'm dead. What happens? So all the religions, they teach, they, they basically help those who didn't die from the family or whatever, the friends, survive. But what about the dead? Where's the dead? So anyway, I tell you, here's where you are. Here's where you're going. And, you know, it's called the, the Tibetan Book of the Dead, which I dissected. I went, ripped it apart, and I found out all the information that I could up to that point in time. And talking to people, I learned that much more because I understand the mysticism behind each and every sentence. I, I ripped apart the Egyptian Book of the Dead, and that's about ascension as opposed to reincarnation. And... And it's two different things. You could stay here in this matrix and be part of this system for eternity. That is until we blow ourselves up. Or you could descend and go to the next matrix. Or retire your thought, retire your need, retire your want, and just return to the supreme being. It's really a beautiful concept. That's why that game, I put a game board on the cover. And it's there for you to understand. Life is a game. Play to win. And winning is not having the biggest possessions. True. Winning is when, when your heart's ready to give out. You could look at yourself and say, I'm done. I'm done. I'm blessed. I can move on and let other people discover these truths. I don't need to own or control you. I need to share my love with you. So true. Now, that is, I, I like I like what you just have stated because that is so true. You know, they tell us about taking risk. Oh, you should take risk because risk, you know, and, and I do understand because they are some of the lessons that we learn on our journey. And that's all part of my book. But then again, those risks can become issues. And those the issues can become bigger steps that are hard to retract. Now follow me. They tell you, the system tells you you need to take risks. So they create a system where bankers loan you money and you take the risk 
And the bankers who didn't have the money because they print the money now lend you make believe money because it's all printed. And then they tell you, you have to pay us back interest, whether you win or lose. <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is so true. I mean, that who is- made the system up? But they don't want you to understand when the United States Senate and Congress get together and they vote in the budget and we're going to give you health care. We're going to give you schools. We're going to rebuild your roads. But we got to pay the tax this interest and we can't afford the interest. So we're going to charge you taxes. And it's like, wait a minute, you printed the money. And then out of nowhere, Ukraine gets invaded by Russia. So the United States, the biggest bomb maker and biggest dealer of military weapons and of destruction sits there. And they print up money and they make weapons and they send it to Ukraine as well as Sudan. But you're not allowed to know that. I mean, we're causing war every day of the year. And and all of a sudden, you, the taxpayer, have to pay them back for the money they created to sell the weapons. It's like, what are you doing? No one sits here and says, you just gave those billions of dollars to the Ukraine to fight the Russians, to fight back. Why did Russia go in there? Why didn't the Clintons accept Russia and NATO in 1994 when they asked to join? Why do we have to have a them as we become an us? Why are we the biggest warrior nation in the world? Why do we tell you we're going to protect independence and protect people? And then Cuba, we won't even give them food. Why? Because they didn't join the International Monetary Fund. They're not part of that banking system. It's like I can go on and on in this. I'm just introducing this to you. It's about love. Yeah. yeah. And that part I understand, that monetary fund. Yeah, that's that's the biggest risk risk taker in the world. So tell me, I know we're heading up. I want some short time, but I got to ask this million dollar question because, like I said, we are a small uh, entertainment production company. And we've been, my husband, who is a CEO, has been striving towards success, but we would like to stay independent at the same time. We would, he would like to create a good partnership with someone. So my million dollar question to you, what does SSK records look for in an artist? Something unique, something extraordinary and something special that nobody else has. Beautiful. And Mr. Mache, how can someone contact you regarding your services or how can someone purchase your book? My books, you can go to my site, the school of sacred knowledge.com. You could go to Stephen You could go to Amazon. And okay. what you need to do is I'm sitting here with Jenna, mm-hmm. you know, just send me your number and we'll send you back your my, mine. Okay. 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 I really appreciate that. It you was. No problem. We're going to go eat some here in England though. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get myself some peppers. Go get yourself some peppers. That's right. <laughs> but I'm honored to know you. And I'm honored to have spoken with you. And we even beat the darkness together as we, we got back on the phone. 
That's right. That we did. Nobody's beating BBS Radio. All roads five. Absolutely. <laughs> and you tell your husband hello and congratulations. You're extremely good energy. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> but we're going to take a break and we will be right back. BBS Radio, All Road 65. I am your host, Pamela L. Henderson. I have my special return guest, Little Dranko. Hi, Dranko. How are you? Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. I'm watching. Okay. Well, thank you so much for uh, coming back and everything. And I know you got some um, hot news to tell me. So what you got going on now? Yo, right now I just I just dropped uh, I just dropped my album with Vast the Money. You know, it's doing um surprising me with what it's doing. Uh the response was positive, you know, the people are feeling it. So I'm excited. I'm excited about that and I'm excited to talk about how this album came into the works because 'cause I've been in the music game for quite some time. I got my first I got my first when I was 16 so a lot of things happened that that prevented me from uh, really putting out a body of work instead of just giving people a single here and there so I wanted to really just give the people a body of work that they can reference to and be like yo this guy let me check him out if they like the music let's, let's listen to more so that's that's what I've been at mentally yeah yeah. Okay. So, um, and where where can we purchase the music at? The music is available on all the major 
streaming platforms. Uh, it's available on Spotify. It's available on Apple Music. It's available on YouTube Music. It's available on um, it's available on YouTube too. It's available on Tidal. Yeah, yeah. Oh. I think I think I, and these these and oh, all the major the major platforms. Okay, so are you going to be going on tour? Yes, I'm planning. I'm planning a few. I'm planning a few tour uh, days uh, physically, and then I'm virtually later. So right now, right now, I'm out in I'm out in SA doing a lot of the events out here. Uh, I got an event that I I'm working on, which is like a it's like a um, a different genre. So I'm gonna be the hip hop act. For, for that event and then there's a there's a festival coming up too in September. So those days will be my IG as as time goes. Like I am Lil Janko and I am Lil Janko on Instagram. Okay. Okay. And that's gonna be worldwide, huh? Is that gonna yeah, be worldwide? That's gonna be, that's gonna be that's gonna be worldwide because um after after the tour that's when um that's when I after the festival that's when I'm planning to to start doing more dates out of the country, of course virtually virtually I I do showcase showcase some small events uh there was there was a there was an event I did before before releasing the album so it was a it was a little virtual tour at all the the fans and people who love my music, I got them to tune in from all all countries. You know, I got I got some people who support me in Japan. I got some people who support me in the UK. Also got a few people who support me in the states. So it was kind of it was kind of a dope experience to have them all in one in one engaged space where they can actually support the music and and a lot and enjoy it yeah yeah that is so true yeah, yeah. yeah. so when you leaving when you when you when you gonna start traveling i'm thinking of i'm thinking of starting i'm thinking of starting october it depends on it depends on how much work we get done and with the with success that the album is going at it could be it could be earlier it could be earlier it depends okay. on on how on how the the music is being received. So according to now, I can only say I can only say I'm gonna start leaving the country. I'm gonna start leaving South Africa to tour internationally during October. During October. Okay. Okay. And how is Africa? Uh, how you how is it out there? How is um? I know some big things are going on, and I mean. I have never visited the country, and I know when yeah. I uh, when I when I do I would love to buy it. I know I do. I want to go on a safari, yeah. but watching on YouTube is kind of scary. <laughs> nah, you gotta visit, and when you're out here, hit me up so I can show you all the dope spots. Cause you know, like I realized, I realized speaking to a lot of um, to a lot of my my international collaborators that people have a misconception of Africa. 
it's yeah. not really it's not really um it's not really a safari all the way you know there there aren't like right it's like roaming around and like there's a lot of civilization and the party scene here is is crazy the party scene is crazy it's something you will never experience anywhere else i i don't i don't know like i i I think but some of the things I've seen out here in the party scene, especially when I was on the come up, it's something that can never be replicated. And you just have to be inside Africa to see it. Literally. Okay. Yeah, that's what I'm going to do. That's what I'm going to do. Okay. Well, I, it was a pleasure and I'm going to have you come back again. We're going to talk further, but um, yes, again, before we go, uh, let let us know again who you are and um, how to contact you and where to look at for your music. Look out for your music. First, first of all, for everybody listening, I'm Lil Dranko. That's that stands for Love Illustrated Live, drawn rotating around nations, knowing omnipotence. Uh, my music is available on every major digital platform just type in low giant code that's l-i-l-d-r-a-n-k-o or you can google me google will show you everything i'm on instagram too there are a lot of fan pages though but just check out the i am low giant code giant code account and stay up to date with me and have fun that's right. Well, I, I, I'm going to email you and I look forward to meeting you and everything. So I wish you the best of luck and, you know, go ahead and make it, brother, because you could come get us. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Uh, awesome. All the time. All the time. All the time. That's right. That's right. Well, readers and listeners, I have reached my destination. I will leave you with this quote of the day. To live, love, and laugh. Yours truly, Sapphire herself, Pamela Henderson. Cheers. Thank you for listening to All Roads 65 Max Radio with Pamela Henderson. Join us every other week on Tuesdays, 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on BBS Radio Station One. And please visit allroads65max.org and become a volunteer or sponsor and be the change you want to see in this world. With your help, we can make a difference in our society and uplift those who so desperately need our help. Thank you for tuning in. 